0: Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's July 17, 2017, and this is episode 581. This week I'm going to share 12 wildlife images from the Atosha National Park with you as we near the end of our complete Namibia Tour Travelogue series. We pick up the trail on day 11 of this epic tour as we arrive at our lodge. For the next two nights we are in perhaps one of the best lodges in Namibia. I've just been able to secure two nights here for the 2018 tour, which I'm really happy about as our initial plans only included one night here. As we arrived, one of my guests said, Roughing it with Martin Bailey which I thought was really nice. It was a tongue-in-cheek comment, of course, as the place and the staff really are super special. This lodge is actually just outside one of the main gates into Etosha, and they have their own private land on which they run safaris, and the entire group decided to take this optional drive some 40 minutes or so after we arrived. Within minutes of leaving the lodge, we had an encounter with a pride of lions and we'll kick off today with one of my favorite shots from this drive. Remember that if you want to follow along with the images and you can't see them on your iOS device or whatever you're using to listen, then you can go to the blog at mbp.ac 581 and click on the images to view them in the lightbox. I shot this as the lions walked past our open safari vehicle. I was surprised at how little eye contact we had. Apparently lions don't really see a vehicle full of people, they just see a vehicle. Unless you start jumping around and shouting of course. So they're pretty much oblivious to our presence. In Capture One Pro I've taken a brush and brushed in a couple of layers to darken down the background, so around the right side and above the lion, I've darkened that down. It was out of focus, but much lighter, so I decided to take it down to almost black. This is something that I often do with black and white images, but I like the warm color in this image. It was the background that I didn't like, so I just got rid of that. I shot this with my Canon 100-400mm Mark II lens and the 1.4x extender fitted for a little bit of extra reach. My focal length was 450mm. I set my aperture to f9 for a reasonable depth of field and just really wanted to get the head of these large animals in focus. But as you can see, the body is starting to go out of focus here. My shutter speed was a 640th of a second at ISO 800. When we got back to the lodge and went for dinner, there was four black rhino at the waterhole right in front of the lodge. It was already dark and they were lit by very orange floodlights, so photographically it wasn't brilliant, but as an experience it was amazing. Later that night, after around half of the guests had turned in, and a few of us were sitting by the fire having a drink, a giraffe ambled cautiously to the waterhole. We were all in awe of this huge animal as it kept looking around for predators, and after a number of aborted attempts was finally able to gingerly spread its front legs to get that long neck down low enough to take a drink. The following morning we got up bright and early and after a lovely breakfast on the raised deck overlooking the waterhole and a brown hyena taking a drink, we headed out for our first drive into the Atosha National Park. The first waterhole that we visited had a large number of zebra hanging around and one shot from there that I liked was this one with a bit of a scuffle between two of them. I haven't done anything to this in post except adding plus 15 on the clarity slider. Although I sometimes work on portrait style wildlife photos a bit like the previous image most of the time I don't do much to them. Probably the thing that I do the most is to clean out droppings with the healing tool but I didn't do that here either. My settings for this were an aperture of f10 again at uh, 640th of a second, this time at ISO400, with a focal length of 490 millimeters. If you recall that I own a Canon 200 to 400mm lens with the 1.4 times extender built in, you might be wondering why I didn't take that on this trip. although it would have been nice to have in Atosha. The 100 to 400 mm lens alone gave me enough focal length some of the time, and when I needed the extra reach, the 1, one to 4 times extender still works very well to take me out to 580 mm when necessary. This of course is the same focal length as the 200 to 400 mm gets me with the extender engaged. The benefits of the 200 to 400 are that I can engage the extender with a flick of a switch, rather than taking the lens off and then fitting the extender. I didn't get any problems with dust from doing this though, and there weren't really any times when I lost shots either, so it was a good decision. Of course, I only get autofocus with the center focus point, because the aperture is forced down to f8 as opposed to f5.6, with full auto focus on the 200 to 400 mm. I actually really like being able to pull back though to that range between 100 and 200 mm with the 100 to 400 mm lens too, which of course I couldn't do with the 200 to 400 mm. The main consideration though was weight. I was able to travel with an 18 litre camera bag with space inside for a few other things as well as two 5DSR bodies with battery grips my 11 to 24 mm lens my 24 to 105 mm lens and my 100 to 400 mm lens I would have only really used the 200 to 400 mm for the last 4 days in Atosha as well so it really didn't make much sense to me carting it around Namibia for the first two weeks just for this. I'm jumping the gun a little by talking about this now, but even after the next three full days of wildlife shooting, I still didn't regret my decision. We drove on to the second waterhole, which was in a small resort village in the park, so we were able to get out of our safari vehicles and stand behind a wall to photograph the animals. As we approached the waterhole, it was amazing to see So many different species of animals. To capture this, I actually shot a number of video clips with my iPhone. And I'll probably drop some of that footage into a slideshow at some point. Artistically, wider angle still photographs didn't really do it justice. Here's a photo of a couple of groups of zebras drinking. The framing can be a bit tricky when there are so many animals. If you go a little wider, you get, say, a spring bark in the foreground start to creep into the frame. It's also sometimes difficult to cut off the back of the foreground zebras here. But if I was to pull back and include the back legs, the composition breaks down. If you look at the top right, you'll see that I framed this to just include the head of that rightmost zebra. And to the left, obviously, I didn't want to crop off the head of that leftmost zebra either. With the restrictions in place due to the various elements though, I'm relatively happy with the results. I shot this at 560mm with an aperture of f11 at ISO 400 for a 640th of a second shutter speed. Sometimes, for no apparent reason, the animals at the waterhole get panicked and run away. Drinking at a waterhole makes these animals very vulnerable to predators, so it probably only takes a twitch in another animal for the reflex escape routine to kick in, as you can see in this photo. It's more difficult to compose to get the animals cut off at good places when they're all running like this, so I was trying to be conscious of the heads of the rightmost zebras in this shot, The left hand side worked out okay, and this is uncropped, so I'm pretty happy with that. My settings were f14 for a deeper depth of field to get more animals sharp, but that setting was for static animals drinking, so I'd left my ISO at 400 and dropped my shutter speed to a 500th of a second. If I'd prepared for this, I'd probably have gone to ISO 800 for a thousandth of a second shutter speed, but there are only a few of those Zebra that have a little bit of motion blur, and I think that that adds to the action, so it wasn't a huge mistake. We spend a couple of hours at this second waterhole, and I have photos of Wildebeest, Kudu, Springbok and Impala, etc., As I'm trying to complete this series in five episodes though, we'll move on for now. The next image was one of those moments that I shot instinctively. We saw these zebras in the brush and stopped our vehicle as the young zebra turned his head and looked at us. I raised the camera and shot without a lot of thought. I, of course, was in sort of autopilot, so... I composed quickly as best as I could but there was so much in the way if I'd have stopped to think about this it wouldn't have happened. That look though is all that it took for me to want this image. Despite the fact that there is grass over the zebra's nose and all of the twigs in the foreground I probably zoomed to get this framing without consciously thinking much about it too. This has become one of my favourite shots from the trip though, and has been set as my computer's and iPhone's background image since getting home. My settings were f11 at ISO 400 for a 400th of a second at 490mm. The same goes for this following image. It was a very quick moment and I had to ignore some foreground elements to grab this shot while both of these young zebras had their heads in almost exactly the same position. I keep zooming in on this image in Capture One Pro and looking at those velvet muzzles, and I just want to sort of cup my hands around them and scrunch them up with my fingers. You know that feeling when you want to squeeze a kitten because they're so cute? That's how I feel when I look at this shot. My settings for this were F eleven at ISO four hundred for a shutter speed of six hundred and fortieth of a second at five hundred and sixty millimeters. We photographed a lot of zebras, as you might have guessed, but there were of course many other species of animals. Here is a female ostrich that allowed us to get close enough to almost fill the frame at a five hundred and sixty millimeter focal length. Most of the time when we pulled up to photograph ostrich they would all just run until they reached their safety zone. This one was a little less nervous and posed for us for a while. I have another shot with the sole of her foot showing which is pretty fun to explore visually but as a photo this one is a little prettier. With the sun in a position that sometimes threw this side of her head into complete shadow I picked my moments when there was a bit of a catchlight in her eye, as that always makes the animal look more alive. I shot this at f10 ISO 400 for a 500th of a second. You aren't allowed to go off-road or get out of your vehicles in the Atosha National Park, so the angle of the sun and the position from which we can shoot is sometimes a little restricted but I still found myself with hundreds of shots that I simply couldn't remove as I whittled down my final selection. This young springbok was one of these. It was at full reach with my 100-400mm lens with the 1.4x extender on, but that was fine. I was attracted to this because of the beautiful dry grass, and I wanted to show the springbok surrounded by it. I was also attracted to this particular animal because of the tiny little horns that are just starting to develop. I would have loved it if the sun was a little bit further in front, with a catchlight in both eyes, but that's okay. My settings for this image were the same as the last one. Shortly after this, we were photographing some zebras again. Surprise, surprise when we got a radio call from the other car in our group and they'd come across a pride of lions that had just taken down a zebra. So we drove on a little way to photograph that. Needless to say, we have a whole bunch of images just of this group feeding, but I chose this one to show you as many of the lions are standing up and we can see their faces. It's a bit gory to see the blood on their faces, particularly the male to the right, but this is nature. It's the raw truth about what these animals do to stay alive. We photographed them for quite some time and saw some beautiful moments as a lioness licked the blood from the face of a male. It might seem strange to call that beautiful, but there was an unmistakable sensuality about it. I've seen lions feed before, and it always strikes me that, from time to time, you can actually hear them purring. As we drove away from the lions, I couldn't resist raising my camera and shooting this image through the windshield of our safari vehicle. I know it's cliche, but it's not every day that you get to take a photograph of a zebra crossing, right? I cloned out some zebra dung from the road and straightened the horizon a little bit as I was shaking around when I shot this, but I was happy that it turned out okay. I like the fact that the road winds off into the distance behind the Zebra, and that there's a car driving along kicking up a little bit of dust, my settings for this were f14 for a 400th of a second at ISO 640, and a focal length of 230mm. That was the last shot from our first full day in Itosha. I shot almost 2,000 frames on this first day of full-on wildlife. That's almost as many as I'd shot for all of the first 11 days of the tour. Because of this, I actually started to fill my SanDisk Extreme 900 portable SSD drive that I was hoping to store all of my 2017 work on. In addition to my final select images, you can see more about my setup and strategy in episode 570, the mobile photographer's image management strategy. If I'd continued to shoot at the same pace, I'd have filled the drive by the end of the following day. But luckily that didn't happen. I actually shot just under a thousand photos per day for the next two full days in the park. And with just a few images, from our final day as we drove out of the park, I went home with about 3 gigabytes of space on the 1.92TB drive. With my Morocco tour coming up at the end of October, and of course all of the other shooting for the rest of the year to put on this drive, I ended up buying a second drive, the same as the first, and I've now moved my finals folder and catalogue to that. I should now fit all of my 2017 images on the first of these drives and the second will last me many years as only my final selects from each year will be added to the second SSD. That's not to say that the following two days were uneventful though. The reason we shot less was that the waterhole we'd shot so much at on the first day in Atosha wasn't as lively when we swung by on the second day. That's because we were a little later than the first day because we literally had two of the African Big Five game animals and a giraffe to photograph in the first 40 minutes of entering the park. One was a black rhino, although he was quite a distance away. So we'll look at another rhino, which was closer next week. Here though is a shot from a beautiful encounter with an elephant as he walked alongside our vehicle for quite a way before crossing the road and disappearing into the bush. This was a beautiful animal and an absolute thrill to photograph. After getting a lot of still photos that I knew I would be happy with, I grabbed my iPhone Plus and with the zoom feature, I was able to shoot some slow motion video of him walking that is absolutely amazing, even though I say it myself. The slow motion feature really lends itself to large animals walking, and the zoom on the iPhone Plus meant that he wasn't much smaller in the frame than you see here. I shot this at f13 for a 500th of a second at ISO 500 with a focal length of 263 millimeters. On this day we were shooting while driving through the park to get to a new lodge over by the salt plains where we'd spend the next two nights. On our way we came across a pride of lions that weren't anywhere near as healthy as the group that we'd seen the previous day that had taken down the zebra. The large male that you can see standing in this photo was scarred and thin. The three young males sitting down here were a little bit better, but not much. The single female with the pride was sitting on top of a a small hill to the left of this scene, probably looking out for some prey. But from the look of her, she was probably living on small mammals and large birds, which she would not have been sharing with the males. None of the five lions in this group looked like they had the strength to bring down a zebra. My settings for this shot were f11 for a 500th of a second at ISO 400, 560mm. We'll wrap it up there for today and pick up the trail next week with a few more images of this pride of lions before a variety of species and some more elephant shots to round off this series next week. If you might like to join me in Namibia on my 2018 tour, please do check out the details and you can book from the tour page at mbp.ac/namibia. For another culturally rich tour that you might also be interested in, we have my Morocco trip at the end of October 2017, which you can find at mbp.ac/morocco. We now just need one more person to sign up to this trip to make it a go. Thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast programme to ensure uninterrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, that helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Google+, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, etc., and links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com. so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back with the concluding episode of this series next week, but in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye.